Welcome to the Energized Mixed Martial Arts Show. Welcome. So, guys, we've decided we've changed up the format and we now have a Mixed Martial Arts only segment to the podcast. Barry, do you want to explain why and where we're going with this? Yeah. Okay. First of all, if you're new to the Energized Show, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, myself and Ross, we built up a big platform in Dublin, from Dublin, Ireland, and especially like in like America, Canada, Australia, England. Yeah. And Basically anywhere they speak English. Yeah, anywhere they speak English. <laughs> the UK. <laughs> so, uh, our original show was like an hour and a half long and it involved like football parts and rugby parts and... Us parts. Us parts. But uh, some people just specifically wanted MMA and some people specifically just wanted rugby and some people specifically wanted football, etc. So we decided just to break down a show and have just solely on mixed martial arts and also we're going to include some boxing as well depending on what's going on with the yeah. week so first of all welcome to the first show yeah so guys lined up on this show we have the latest conor mcgregor news i think every week there'll be conor mcgregor news he's in the headlines every week anyway yeah. so we're going to let you know what the latest is on him uh, also we have ufc orlando and then ufc 222 as well as other random news that came up during the week so barry do you want to kick us off what is the latest on the notorious one, Conor McGregor. Okay. This is my favourite part of the show every week, you know that? Cause yeah. Like, it's just, he takes so many headlines and you're just like, what is going on? Okay, well, first of all, Conor McGregor this week, he put out a post on Instagram saying how he wanted to jump in at UC 222 to fight Frankie Edgar in the featherweight division and how the UFC couldn't come up with enough cash enough cash to uh, actually pay for him to actually fight. Um, now, Frank Edgar's coaches after coming out saying that Conor McGregor would never do that. But um, I think as we've seen before, Conor McGregor sort of takes every course on straight on. And I think he probably would have done it so he doesn't have to do all the build-up beforehand. Yeah, I think that's basically exactly what he was doing. He was saying that... He basically said Frank Edgar was a featherweight that he never got to fight. So he said he was going to, quote-unquote, bounce in and then bounce knock in. the head off uh, Frank Edgar and then... You know, <laughs> leave he said he basically decided he didn't want to do all the media he didn't want to do that but apparently you know three weeks isn't enough time to promote conor mcgregor show so they said it wasn't feasible obviously i'm sure they offered a million other dates after that but look conor mcgregor's back in the fight game he said he's back period champ champ trademark yeah i mean if you haven't seen the instagram post it's one of his better posts in a long time yeah yeah um so (laughs) i'm I'm just excited that he's like finally decides coming back it's only down to like money and negotiations now prior to that there was no there was no set date um it's great to see him back especially with ufc coming back to dublin on the 27th of may and like he's 100 percent gonna be in three arena uh, he's gonna be there ufc back to dublin i almost wonder are they like doing that to like coerce him back into the oh, octagon yeah. you know what i mean that's uh, probably what they're doing man. yeah i'm not surprised um it's like right here because like he originally when the ufc dublin came but not years ago but not when he met chuck liddell but when he when he actually like headlined against brow or Brando. Oh, Brando, sorry, yeah. excuse me. Um, that, like, he, because he was headlining the card, he had, like, so many Irish people on the card. Yeah, and, and they all won. Yeah, and the only person left now is Gunnar. Yeah. Gunnar Nelson, yeah. And he's Icelandic Irish. Icelandic Irish, yeah. <laughs> um, one of our own. Yeah, one of our own, we claim him. Um, <laughs> look, what a perfect time to announce Conor McGregor's next fight. 
in the octagon in Dublin. What, get him straight into the octagon yeah. after? Or, or you can announce him beforehand and you do a press conference in Dublin with Conor McGregor. Yeah. Well, the UFC yeah. are looking to make the maximum amount of cash off their like, prize pig. So yeah. they're not going to let him jump in on two <sighs> weeks' notice. Hold they're going to need like a six-month run. You know what I think I've just realised? Dana White was on TMZ this week and he said there's a much higher chance of Conor McGregor fighting Floyd Mayweather next than Nate Diaz next. Okay. Well, I actually think he said that because McGregor's going to fight Nate Diaz next. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. It's a very Dana White thing to do. And imagine they fly Nate Diaz in on a world press tour to Dublin the night before UFC Dublin and they do a press conference in Dublin McGregor Diaz. I can picture that, yeah. I can actually see it happening and it will be wild. In the tree arena? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're going to have to do a press conference in the tree arena. If you if you really think about it, Although, I don't know whether they are gonna they can build the octagon on the day of the fights or whether it has to be yeah. built the night before. That's why in American stuff, they have the, they close the curtain off for the octagon. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not too sure whether... Although, like, I'm sure if they want to do a Conor McGregor press conference, they'll build the octagon on the day, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they put it in Crow Park. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I just can't fathom Conor McGregor not having a fight by the time UFC Dublin rolls around. Yeah, because that's, that's soon enough. Yeah, it really is. Although, Dana White, you, you did that... They're fighting for the real title at UFC 223. Oh, so you stripped Conor McGregor. Well, they're fighting for the real title. At you know what I mean? Yeah. He won't say the words Conor McGregor has been stripped of his title. I know, yeah. He's still trying to keep him sweet. Yeah. Um, okay, so like I know it hasn't been officially announced that UFC are coming to Dublin. But like we were after being at the last two events. And it felt mm. like we were so, like, sold short at the last event. Yeah. Like some big fights dropped out. Yeah, then we were it, supposed to see Steve Bimiocic fight uh, Ben Rothwell. Yeah. and then and That the wasn't end, even the main event. And then what we had a uh, Paddy Hoolan who lost to Louis Smoker. Smoker, that's it. Yeah. Louis Smoker's career has gone terribly. Yeah. Since and then Paddy's obviously after retiring. Yeah. But like compared to the previous event where Conor mm. McGregor won and everyone went insane. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Last time the UFC Dublin was supposed to go here, we we're supposed to have Joe Duffy versus Dustin Poirier, and we we're supposed to have Steve Miocic versus Ben Rothwell, and we got neither of them. Yeah. I was like, I was like, brilliant card. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm. I, I think I'm still yet to see. Two like high level heavyweights fight live in person. I know we saw God Beer fight over in uh, <laughs> in America, the God of All Beer. Yeah, and like I can't remember if you saw a heavyweight fight when we were over in Germany, and there wasn't one on the double card. I'm sitting there going, I want to see two of like the best heavyweights fight each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I th- I'm, I'm actually like very excited for UFC Dublin. Hopefully they do bring over two big heavyweights because that's what they have for the London headliner. Oh, John Kavanaugh also put out a tweet about the UFC Dublin headliner and saying, "Would you like to see?" Darren Hill versus Gordon Nelson. What do you think of that? Uh, would I like to see it? Yeah. Well, like first of all, I want to see Darren Hill back in the octagon as soon as possible. Um, what, what's the, what's the story with like the upper echelon of the welterweight division not fighting at all? But they're. I thought I actually have no idea. They're all sort of afraid of each other. Well, very rightly because like they're I, I, I killers. Think, I think they're all just waiting for like Tyron Woodley to have a title fight announced. And once he has announced, they're like, "All right, well, if I'm not fighting Woodley, I'll fight someone else." Yeah, I feel like a load of fighters are holding back from fights. Like yeah. look at Cody Garbrandt. When's he back? Or TJ Dillashaw? When he's back? Who knows? Demetrius. Who knows? I know. I want these people to come back. Yeah, like, yeah. For instance, was like, was like, stop being such like bastards and been negotiating. It's like UFC just give them the money here to get in there. Yeah, you're making the fans bored. Yeah. Like for instance, even this card, UFC Orlando. I mean, there was no real like. Like, I mean, the main event was Jeremy Stevens against Josh Emmett. Like, I mean, that says it all. You know yeah, what put I mean? it this way. Ask anyone in the audience who Josh Emmett was last year and they wouldn't know who he was. Well, two and, fights ago, even. Yeah, two fights ago. Prior to him knocking out Ricardo Lomas, I'd say maybe 5% of the audience would have known who Josh Emmett is. 
Um, like probably going into the main event, they were like, "Oh, do you know Josh Hamilton is? Yeah, number four in the world." It's like, yeah, but you know he is. Uh, no. no. Yeah, you see the thing is. I think the UC is sort of treating Ireland, the Irish fans, like they're sort of taking them for like a ride. Yeah. Literally. Like uh, they're giving us like garbage, like the, like the worst cards possible. Like, and then. My, my, my uh, thing, uh, go on, sorry. Yeah, they're giving us like the worst cards possible, but like we're meant to be the quote unquote best fans. Yeah. And it's sort of like, would you not give us like, yeah, Darren Hill versus uh, Gunnar Nelson will be a great fight. Now, who knows which way that could go. If it goes on the ground, like Gunnar Nelson's obviously going to be like at an advantage. But if it stays standing, we all know Gunnar Nelson's uh, like quite small in that division. Yeah. But uh, I think the Irish fans definitely deserve a better card to make up for the last card. Yeah. Because the card before that was 100 times better than that card. Yeah, I'd like to see like the equivalent almost of uh, the UFC card that went on in Texas. I mean, yeah. uh, like, I'm not asking for you to give us the pay-per-view draws, but I want to sort of like give us... The sort of, you know, fires rank between like 15 and 8. A few of them, how we can sort of watch them and be like, oh wow, you know what I mean? But we're going to be like selling it ourselves, you know what I mean? Oh, or even give us Cowboy versus someone as well on the card. Or, you know, I'm looking for the sort of mid to upper, like let us see a Matt Brown or, you know, someone who I look and go, oh, I know who they are. Well, the, t- like, the thing is, we're obviously trying to, going to be trying to get media passes because yeah. we've... Being been media at the, at the last few Bama and Bellator's. The last few MMA events in the three arena, yeah. we've been uh, press pass that. Yeah. So you, it, you've you've been the Ariel Hawani and I've been uh, Luke Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so, very energized. Very very us. Yeah, just more so. I look I look at the UFC London card, and we were actually going to go over and see it, but it's actually not a very good card. You have Verdum no. versus Volkov, and then you have Manuel versus Blackwich, and I, I I was like, to me that doesn't scream like. Let me get in a plane. No. You know what I mean? Especially oh, on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, give me, I need more than that. Well, we were looking more for a tail, big yeah. tail fight because we've already seen Bisping fight in the, in the mm. garden. Yeah, well, I, I think it was, we were always anything like tail Wonderboy. I mean, yeah, well, that's, like, you that's know a draw. I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against if they did tail Wonderboy in Dublin and then did Gordon Nelson versus someone else in the welterweight division. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? They, they also at least three. Also, three like, also, you're sort of like, a lot of Irish fans would be behind tail and if you put them against Nelson, you're actually almost like splitting the crowd. Yeah, but, uh, yeah true, yeah. But the, the thing is, even at the last Bellator event, King Mo even said that the Irish fans are probably the best fans he's ever met. Yeah. So any fighter that comes over here is going to get like treated like royalty. Yeah. So it, it's almost a privilege for any of these fighters to come over and fight in Ireland because they're going to get treated amazingly. Yeah, but you, you have to get the card right. It's. Uh, I'm just going to go back to the Texas card that like to put so many like, good Texas fighters fighting in Texas. Now, I know there's not a lot of like top of the range in fact there's next to no Irish fighters in the UFC at the moment but yeah. like you have to like almost put it that you put maybe like an Alexander Gustafsson main event that you give us like a top European to cheer for that's in the main yeah. event you that's know what I mean yeah. I'd love to see Gustafsson back but I almost think like he's a, almost too big a name now that they won't use him for a Dublin fight night I think, yeah but also the three arena isn't actually that big yeah but it makes enough noise yeah I know but I mean remember when he fought in Stockholm oh, 30,000 yeah. yeah you know what I mean yeah, also, he's basically going to fight a number one contender fight against someone. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? He's, he'd be one of their main, yeah, like, bigger draws. A little bit of one at the weekend. Like, let's have him fight, not against Gustav because they're teammates, but let's have him fight, you know, maybe Shogun in, like, the third fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shogun hasn't fought in a while either. Yeah, so, <clears> and he also fought in Dublin on the original UFC card. So I'm just like, give us some recognisable names that we can be we can get up for. Or even as guests as well. Yeah, like fly over some, you know, 
big names and give us some and like obviously like I like to see Joe Duffy back on the card as well you know what I mean but like he should like kick off the main card do you know what's funny um, no that's a good point but I was just thinking there don't you know we got to meet loads of the fighters over in New York yeah they'll probably recognise us when they come yeah. over here yeah because we have the flag and everything yeah very awesome very very energised <laughs> that is very energised yeah so should we get into breaking down the Orlando card is there well, anything else going to say on the UFC Dublin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we were actually asked for a fantasy matchup um, on Instagram for the UFC Dublin card. Um, I'm going to say, if we get Till versus Wonderboy, I think that'll be... Because yeah. I also want to give a realistic fantasy booking. Like, obviously, you know, you do McGregor Diaz 3, but like yeah. they're never going to do that. So, never. realistically, I'm going to say, I'd love to see that Wonderboy versus Till fight. Yeah, same here. I think that, that would just be great. I think I think Till will win that now as well. And then I'd just ro- just based off his last fight. And then I'd love to see a decent heavyweight fight. You probably won't get it because there's like a lot of the heavyweight division tied up. But I'd love to see like one of the upper echelon heavyweights fight just for Overeem, just to see it in person. Overeem could be a great one because he's from Holland. Yeah, but I feel like if you Overeem is the main event, you know what I mean. And like really see Overeem is great to put in the co-main events of the pay per view. It they, you sure, know, yeah. It's just it's just we. That's the thing. There's tiers in UFC, and like certain fighters fall in certain tiers, and like he falls falls into. I mean, if UFC had to do a, a pay per view with no champion, you, you could put over him in pay per view, and people would still buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just one of those people. Yeah, but the, the, yeah. Well, like, how much we how much are we thinking now for ticket prices for this event? I think because this price, will be sold out no matter yeah, what. I think ticket price. You're gonna look at a hundred euro ticket. I think, and that's just it. Yeah. Well, the thing is. At least Gunnar Nelson's not like a, a like a, like a like a small smaller fighter. You know, what I mean, yeah. you're getting like a bigger like a welterweight. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, when Paddy was fighting there, he was like no one even knew what smoke it was, and smoke put it this way. had to apologize after it because no. people were throwing shit into the octagon. Yeah, but put it this way: no American like were watching the Irish card. As opposed to if you put Darren Till in there, the Americans will go back and watch the Irish. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just feel like we deserve it because. Remember the McGregor uh, Brandao fight? Yeah, like that was known that year as the, the fight card of the year. Like that, people still talk about that card. Yeah, the fan, well, the fan reaction from the card anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, we want to mention that we're after after now sorting out things and having things now on iTunes. Uh, we had now are going to be lining up some like some very good guests. We've mm. uh, won. We we've had one or two. UFC fighters actually asked to come on the show yeah. and then we have one guest lined up that was supposed to be on this week but we're going to have on next week yeah so big things lined up anyway yeah yeah, yeah so we're going to we're going to firmly set ourselves into the SPG yeah. camp yeah I think this one this one's going to be one of our main shows and it's going to be perfect because now that we're on iTunes mm. the and we like, can do a slightly longer MA segment as well exactly yeah and then like if the UC comes to Dublin people are going to be looking for more information and then who yeah. else per, who else apart from like the main lads with the mm. sh- with the, all the deeds. Yeah. Also, it gives us an opportunity when we do the show on this platform. If Conor McGregor comes out and announces he's fighting, we can do an additional one. We can meet up later on the week and do an additional MMA podcast on McGregor announces he's fighting or whatever else rolls in. Yeah. So if I if I was like I'm excited knowing now that like this MMA part of the show will probably do the best out of us all. Yeah. Of all the shows we do, but like for an outsider listening in, they might be like, I think. This is this is what they needed to do. Yeah. Because I felt like in the the, the hour and forty minutes show, you have to wait a half hour about us going to Manchester, and then you have to mm. wait until to get the MMA part. Yeah. But now it's just straight in, balls deep, mm. everything out in the open, yeah. boom. 
and what you want to hear you don't like uh, like Joe Rogan can't really give you the actual information because yeah. it's like working for the OC you can't like yeah you can, you can only say so much yeah you can yeah. only say so much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Although he fairly does say what he wants yeah, to say, but, no, yeah, but, but like, yeah, no, within reason, yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's like you can't really say Dana White's doing a bad job, even if he thinks he's doing yeah, a bad job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like we're we're like speaking for like obviously not the whole nation, but mm. we're speaking being like here, look, this is what the Irish people expect. Like you yeah. can't give us like absolute garbage to people not even the top fifteen the headline yeah, card like, and ask like, for like three hundred euro. Like don't give us Ilir Latifi versus Corey Anderson main event. You know what I mean? Don't want to see it. No. Uh, also. Reds are saying that he might want to finish his career in Dublin at UFC. Would he finish his career or get on the card? I think he said finish. Yeah. All right, well, like, I, I, I saw he wanted to get on the card. I didn't know he was going to Okay, now, now I'm dealt myself. Yeah, well, like, I, I know he did say he wanted to get on the card because especially he's got a bit of a rough run in the UFC. Yeah. He sort of stepped in on the short out of his name, like, got fought against another killer and they were just like, right, you're out. Um, but I would love to see him get back in the UFC and get another fight in there. He's done very well on the regional scene, so it would be nice to see him get that shot. You like you know what I mean? If, if, if Rezor opens up the entire show, people will be there on time for the yeah, first fight. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like that was a problem with Bellator and Bama when they did it together because Bellator went first then Bama. Yeah, and like yeah. it almost didn't make sense. People were like happy enough to leave after seeing Bellator. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, like that's why it was important to have a certain card a certain way, especially when Bellator came to Ireland the first time. They had James Callagher as the co-main event, and then after James Gallagher won, a lot of people left for the King Mo fight. Yeah, and you know that mean? went to decision as well. Yeah. So this is the way it is. Yeah. Don't worry. If you need any uh, information, you can ask us. Yeah. Any, any tips on how to yeah. put the card together? Ask us. Because yeah. recently, UFC have been doing some strange things. Do you want to? Do you want to make a prediction now? If we get media passes or not? I predict we will. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we just got it before, so we'll get it this time. Yeah, and we'd be more ruthless now and make yeah. sure we get the interviews off people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're already getting a few in now, yeah. so. Yeah. Exactly. And plus, plus, the, hopefully, be loads of fighters over the time, and we can like. Grab them five minutes, sit down, get a podcast with them, and yeah. get it going. Yeah, do you, would you say any big names will come over? Like Ariel Hawani's obviously going to come over. Luke Thomas probably come over. As yeah, well. but you probably have like Jimmy Manuel will probably be there because like you know, it's across the pond. Yeah, you probably have Gustafsson. Probably have Latifi like they're in Sweden. Bisping. They might as well. Maybe Bisping because if if there's ever any some sort of boot from from there, you know what I mean? They'll be there. Um, do you know what? Your OFA will probably come. He, look, yeah. he goes everywhere. Yeah. He does a very good job as well. Yeah. And you know what? It depends on who's fighting as well. Certain teammates are going to go for other certain teammates. Yeah. Conor McGregor will be there. How perfect is that they're coming over to us? Yeah. And we don't have to go chasing them. Yeah. And like, like if you want to come on the show, you're obviously going to come on uh, the MMA segment part. Yeah. I mean, perfect. Perfect platform for everyone, really. Like, I mean, there's such a loyal UFC mm. fan base as well. So I suppose we better look at UFC Orlando then. Uh... Well, there, there's a couple of things uh, I just wanted to put nope. in that it, it was just over the weekend, it was five years since women, enter, women entered the UFC uh, and especially when Ronda Rousey won the Bantamweight title. Yeah. Uh, five years, flown boy. Flown boy. Um, it's actually quite incredible because uh, I was actually looking on like an online thread and people were like basically saying, oh, Ronda Rousey. They're almost sort of slating her and I sort of was like, She's defended her title more than anyone. She's the most successful women's fighter yeah. of all time, bar none. She has more first round finishes and more finishes in the UFC than any other female fighter. And I, I know the way she left the sport was not good and the way she handled it was not good. But if you actually look at her career as an overall, she's far more successful than any female fighter ever in the UFC. And I feel like, I feel because she left, sort of, you know, she, she took her ball and left with yeah. her. 
I feel like a lot of people have a black mark against her career, but she was absolutely phenomenal fighter, and she had a game plan that was unstoppable for a while. Yeah. So yeah. fair play to her. I think uh, like as I've gotten older, I think you realise that like you can't expect anything out of anyone. Like yeah. I know just because she won and lost, like yeah, you expect her to say something, but just because you expect it doesn't mean she's gonna do it. Yeah, she doesn't owe anyone anything. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, she doesn't. Like she came in to the fight game to win money, well earn money, yeah. and then leave. Yeah, um, and she in fairness, she she did more media than anyone for ages. You know what I mean? So therefore, when she said she came back and didn't want to do media. Fair enough, you know what I mean? She took the UFC mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she, now, she's, now she's Tombstone and The Undertaker in, the, in, in <laughs> WWE. Actually, it's flipping Triple H, but yeah. Um, and just to, put, just to put that into perspective, Dana White said there was never going to be women fighting the UFC. Yeah. Ron Rousey changed his mind, and now there's four female divisions in the UFC. So, like, that says a lot. Yeah. Now, two of them are very early stages. But it says a lot. And as soon as Cyborg retires, the featherweight division probably won't exist anymore. But, until then, there's three UFC weight divisions. Four. Or four, sorry. Come on, yeah. Yeah, uh, very, very me. Yeah, very you after your own point. Yeah. But, also, uh, <laughs> Dana White got in a photograph of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, I actually found out why this was. I, I, I was I got very hyped, but... Apparently WWE had a big show in Las Vegas last night. Oh, was that it? Yeah, yeah, it was I, yeah. I was wondering because um, I actually watched the Ron Rousey segment on WWE, and that they were like Ron Rousey back in the T-Mobile Arena, and I was like, oh wait, I wonder, I wonder what the, the crowd actually were like chanting name. I thought they might like like just start chanting Holly Home or something. Um, oh yeah. Well, like or well, Nunes. I, 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 I don't know what way a WWE crowd reacts. All I, all I remember is them like cheering the Rock and Stone Cold. I, I don't know who they react to anyone else these days. So. Saw that, and she basically like threw Triple H through a table. Kurt Angle was there, and Stephanie McMahon slapped her, and then like they all get out. So I assume she's gonna fight Triple H and Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. All right, all right, yeah. But uh, what Brock Lesnar? Any chance of him? Brock Lesnar, I don't think appeared in the show because when I woke up this morning, I went to like search Brock Lesnar WWE, and he didn't appear on the show. So there, there you have it. So his contract's apparently up in April or May with WWE after WrestleMania. So that's his last show. So for WWE contract league. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Brock Lesnar leave WWE, do a UFC fight, go back to WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently he's brilliant at negotiating that. He plays one off the other. And like you look at Brock Lesnar and the fella barely even talks. So you probably think he's brutal at negotiating. But apparently he's very, very good. Yeah, so I, I was, don't be afraid to see him back or yeah. surprise him back. Yeah, because I was surprised he came back anyway after his stomach. And then he went back to the WWE and then he came back and fought um, Mark Hunt. Oh, I think I have it sussed. Brock Lesnar returns to fight John Jones when he returns. Because, like, if they're going to do DC versus Stipe and they need someone to fight after, if John Jones fights Brock Lesnar, that's probably the biggest pay per view of the year, bar McGregor one. End of and the year. then maybe even October sort of distance. And then if John Jones wins, they can go, oh, will he beat Brock Lesnar so he can fight? The winner of Steve Bay DC. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, Brock Lesnar's still a massive name, isn't he? Oh, stop. Yeah, who's, who's a bigger name? Fighting. Brock Lesnar or Ronda Rousey? Brock Lesnar, I'd almost say. Yeah. Ooh. Just based on the last fight. Maybe Ronda Rousey. She's been in films. Equal enough, you know what I mean? No, actually, this is the way I'd see it. Ronda Rousey's a bigger superstar. Brock Lesnar will probably sell more UFC pay per views. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, yeah, because it's also like a heavyweight yeah. as well. Like, they're always like more interesting. Yeah, and also. Prior to this, Brock Lesnar brought the WWE fans with him, and Ron Rousey only had UFC fans. 
And a few like slabs. Yeah. So, <laughs> are we now going to talk about UFC Orlando? Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, that it was phenomenal. You were cards, dying to jump. Yeah, you were dying to jump to this card, man. Um, okay, over the weekend, UFC went to Orlando, Florida. Uh, Jeremy Stevens against Josh Emma was the headline of the card, as we said earlier. Um, uh, from an outsider's perspective, looking in, didn't actually look like an amazing card to really watch. Uh, certain fighters fought and won like very notably Alan Joban back in the winning column with a, with a KO against Ben Saunders but uh, before we go into the main fights is there anyone on the prelim cards that sort of stood out um, well for me as you said Alan Joban uh, with the knockout of Ben Saunders they were actually both Eddie Bravo protege so it was probably a tough fight for him to watch but yeah. just great to see Joban back in the winning column because he, he's, he's got very good in out style uh, I like watching fights so great to see him win and then uh, Henan Brown lost again so I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in Bellator to be honest he hasn't, been, he hasn't been the same since he lost to first one to TJ Dillashaw no and like, like at all and like Andy Usada Andy Usada yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm just more so like very Vitor yeah very Vitor yeah, yeah. Uh, look his career sort of done and when you're losing Brian Keller no offence Brian Keller it doesn't scream you know you're on the way back to the top, so maybe I think he that's need- Henry. And he's actually training at ATT as well, and it's just it's not working for him. Whatever he's doing, maybe he needs to go on to a Brazilian card. Maybe a yeah, fight in Brazil. Yeah. Then you look the main the main card, and the first fight was uh, Mike Perry versus Max Griffin. Now we didn't really know a hell of a lot about um, Max Griffin before the fight, and I knew he had lost previously to Colby Covington, and he's fighting Mike Perry, and Mike Perry took like jock or pants or whatever you call yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Griffin at the weigh-ins and Boyd Perry just comes across somebody who doesn't take it seriously enough he thinks he's just going to stand in there connect a punch with someone they'll get knocked out yeah. and they'll fall down from well like not his last okay obviously not this fight not the fight before that but the one before that he, he got a load of hype yeah then he started obviously believing hype yeah then he lost and now he's after losing again I and I think he almost rushed back in after his last loss as well. I only found out that he's only actually been doing mixed martial arts for three and a half years. And when you say that, it makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? His skill yeah. levels just aren't that of an elite mixed martial artist. He got himself too hyped too early. And I feel if he goes in there against like a patient, well-skilled fighter, he's not going to win. He just he expects people to get in the slugfest with yeah. him all the time. And people aren't going to do that for him. Yeah. Also, Colby Covington, Colby, Covington came out with like, so it's like a disrespectful tweet. Yeah, uh, he, called, he, called, he called like his girlfriend a horse face and goes, yeah. "That's what you get for having your horse face girlfriend in That's, your corner yeah. telling you what to do." Um, just, sounds like a sound lad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colby Covington, like oh, I'm actually dying to see him fight, and I hope he fights like Usman next, and I hope Usman smashes him. I want to, yeah, I just want to see Colby Covington get smashed. There's just certain things in life that you don't do, and like there's no need to insult someone else, but especially after they lost and didn't even lose to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just so unnecessary. Although, and uh, also, Mike Perry's beard isn't like, like ugly at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Mike Perry afterwards is like, I still have more followers than Colby Covington. And I was like, that's, that's actually brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but Mike Perry, low, that's a low blow. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, a very low blow. Yeah, it was just like so unnecessary, especially considering Colby Covington was never going to end up fighting Max Perry, Max Perry, Perry after he lost, Mike. or Mike Perry, Max Griffin, Mike Perry. Yeah, whatever. So great win for Max Griffin. Um. Yeah. Who, know, who knows where he goes next that's, uh, a, that's a big name to put in your CV anyway yeah it's, uh, at least no but at least he's getting to him before everyone else does yeah then in the light heavyweight division Latifi defeated OSP we actually both thought that OSP would win this yeah but uh, Latifi looked good yeah I, uh, do you know what I actually thought he was finished the, uh, coming off his last fight I was like oh, here, he's just. I remember seeing the Bader knockout with the flying yeah. knee and I was, yeah. I, I was like Oof. sometimes when you see certain knockouts you're like 
oh that's that's him done yeah. as in like you can't come back from being yeah. knocked out like that he was still right he was ranked number 8 uh, after the fight he, he was actually shouting at Cormier saying he wants a title fight yeah. which uh, is actually so stupid because yeah. like Cormier's already fighting Steve Miocic yeah yeah. it was like a fe- heavyweight light heavyweight I, I was like I think your teammate Gustafsson has a better opportunity to get a title fight than you for a start yeah. and also you need to beat someone in the top 5 to get the title yeah. shot well, you know like, I mean? well OSP was number 5 was he number 5 alright yeah. well I'm talking about you know having fight Glover Chera next if you beat Glover Chera then give the microphone again yeah. and give it something but that light heavyweight division is so shallow that I'm just sitting there going if you if DC wasn't moving up he'd almost make the save for a claim you know what I mean yeah well like DC would have just taken that and been like here yeah. look I'll finish this straight away yeah DC pick him up turn him down yeah. and just, he, yeah cha-ching yeah yeah Easy cash. Yeah. Uh, then in the women's strawweight division, Jessica Andrade defeated Tisha Torres by decision. Um, before the fight, we both thought that the winner of this would take on the winner of Joanna Jędrzejczyk against Rose Namajunas for the... Strawweight. Strawweight. I wasn't going to get that without your help. But uh, <laughs> Jessica Andrade, big win. Yeah. Just use her size advantage to her, yeah. to her, to her uh, credit there. And look... Tisha Torres put in a great first round. Yeah. She was very fast. But when your thing is like, I'm going to be faster than you for the entire fight, when someone's literally like chasing you around the octagon, it's very hard to keep that pace, especially when you're moving backwards. And we've discussed that on previous podcasts that if you're running backwards all the time, you're going to get more tired than someone running forwards because you're not used to running backwards. And Jessica Andrade won. Um, I'd love to see her fight again um, against Joanna and I'd love to see her fight against Rose Namiuna. So, she looks very, very dangerous at Strawway. That's that's two big wins, especially beating Claudia last time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, 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 she just seems to be like relentlessly coming forward. Um, the only thing was when she fought Ian Jacek, Ian Jacek was able to like pick her apart, moving defensively. Yeah. But that like shows how good uh, her Muay Thai is, Johannes. Yeah. So her her Muay Thai is on a different level to it everyone is, else's. Yeah. So I'll be interested in Andrade versus Nami Yunus. I think more so than the. Oh, Jacek fight yeah. again but who knows we'll have to see what way it happens who knows if it's a five round war and a split decision win for Luana you could do a third rose fight you never know I, d- I don't know who to pick in that fight yeah I was so confident Joanna win yeah, the first time and then when she just got knocked out um, now I don't know what to think but we were shocked yeah it well, was, that was an oh my god moment yeah that was what a night now, I would love it if there was a video watching our faces as that happened <laughs> very narcissistic but yeah. moving on to the main event of the evening in the featherweight division Jeremy Stevens defeated Josh Emmett by KO very Jeremy Stevens this was vicious <laughs> Jeremy Stevens like it was all, it, it, it was reminiscent of um Dan Henderson like throwing that punch against Bisming the way he like threw his elbows after after the uh, like he was already out and he just smashed up an elbow. UFC 100. Yeah, and he was basically saying, Jeremy Stevens came out and was like, I'm the most, I'm the most, uh, or the hardest hitter in the 145 pound division. And I well believe it. There was the controversy over the legal near not. Um, I think Stevens had Emma basically rocked an out for it. It's one of those yeah. things where the illegal knee is semi-irrelevant and it's never going to be not irrelevant because it could have been a break in the mm-hmm in the fighting for the illegal knee to be landed but the legal knee grazed and it's one of those things where you go do you stop the fight because it was legal or do you take into the fact that he was barely touched by it so therefore 
it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? It's one of those sort of things. And when you're the ref and these people are throwing punches and kicks as fast as they can, it's very hard for the ref to step in and say stop. And Stevens probably would have had his next couple of blows thrown by the time the ref actually intercepted them. Yeah, but there's been loads of controversy about the referees, the standard of refereeing not actually being that good as well recently. So, in a way, are you even surprised? You know what I mean? <sighs> not overly surprised. And you know what? I almost think with the referees, someone like Dan Morgan he's massive. I almost feel like they should have smaller people who are like faster in with the smaller people yeah. than bigger people in with the bigger people. Therefore, yeah, yeah, good point, yeah. So like, Dan Morgan might not be as fast to stop a fight with two smaller people. And like, they can, that could be another four or five punches by the time Morgan actually pulls someone off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, I think the outcome of the fight isn't in question. And, Great win for Jeremy Stevens. He's looking very good. I think this is the best yeah. I've ever seen him look. Looks he did get dropped in the first round though. But he looks re-energized. Yeah. Well, uh, where do you see him going from here now? There's only one fight I want to see Jeremy Stevens fight next. Can you guess who it is? Frank Hager. No. I want to see Jeremy Stevens versus Jose Aldo. Watching it off like Yeah? Yeah. They've never fought. True, yeah. So like I'm just like fresh matchup. I I'm I want to see it. He was asking for a title shot, but it's one of those things, a bit like Elir Latifi. It's like, what? Like, there's no point asking for a title shot. Yeah, yeah we, know, yeah. we already know who's getting the next title shot. Yeah. Uh, not, okay, that obviously be a good matchup. But the thing is, I don't know what Jose Aldo's thinking at the moment either. Uh, I, I, I just sort of thought of a, a fresh matchup he could fight. He could also fight the Korean zombie. He could fight him as well. Well, after being the Korean, Korean superboy. Yeah. Well, he's going to be the Korean killer. And they ask all for all the fans. Oh, please, he has to stop doing that, man. He sort of did that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, I don't think you know how to get fans. What? I don't think he knows how to get fans. He's like, <laughs> uh, everyone, uh, could you please like me? Sorry, what? Yeah. But uh, look, Jeremy Stevens, great win. One thing about Stevens is, right, we'd sort of give out about the main event and say, all right, it was a very good fight in the end. Yeah. Uh, Stevens always puts on a show. Yeah, but he's, yeah, and also he's hardly going to turn down a main event slot and payday. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a great performance. And... Dana White sort of says that sometimes, like, oh, you can't judge a fight until it's happened, but you sort of can if you've been asked to pay for it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 100%, yeah. So, it's, it's one of those things, but, look, great performance uh, turned in by Stevens. He got a performance bonus and all for it, so, um, back back in, uh, well, I was going to say back in the win column, but he won his last fight as well, yeah. so. Well, back-to-back back knockouts. Yeah, he's, he's, looking, he's looking vicious, that's all, that's all I'll say. Yeah, and he's been around the block for a while. Yeah. I, I don't know where Emmett's going to go. I think they need to really see look at Emmett's ranking. Like, four was very generous. and It was, yeah. Just because you beat someone in the top five doesn't mean that you're necessarily more skilled than the other people who are in the top five also. Yeah, and he didn't even make weight. No, so... Well, he may wait for this fight, but yeah. yeah I think Emmett needs to, like, take a, a bit of a step back and maybe fight, like, a Mursab Bechtich or something like that. I don't see him headlining any cards at any time no. soon again. Definitely not. Right. Uh, overall, what did you make of the card itself and what would you give it out of 10? I think I gave the use the text card like 7 out of 10. So this one would probably 6 out of 10, if not 5.5 out of 10. Just for not great, not great name recognition and not great sort of... They didn't put the right card in the right territory. And I think that's so yeah. important. Because it really gets the crowd going when you have your hometown guys fighting in your hometown place. So you give, I think they didn't really do it. You give that a 6 out of 10? Yeah. So you if that was if that fight card was put on in Dublin, would you be... No, I wouldn't be happy. But the thing is, at the end of the night, you get the knockout as well. I don't, yeah, you'd be happy with the end outcome. Yeah, 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 but I, like, I wouldn't be going to the event Buzzing. delighted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what yeah, you really you have want. To be, yeah, exactly, yeah, man. Yeah. Exactly, man. That's why you don't go to the movies you don't want to go see. Yeah. Okay, so 
UFC returns this weekend, UFC 222. Back in Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Um, UFC 222, loads of talk about this before it's even started. Yeah. Long time for a while, in a while. But, so uh, Chris Hoiborg came to the rescue here. Chris Hoiborg. She, she came to the rescue, yeah. Yeah, like Max Holloway pulled out. He was supposed to fight Frankie Edgar. Um, he stayed on the card. It's a fair play to Frankie Edgar. Like, he's, he is an absolute gamer. He's a first-round Hall of Famer, in my opinion. A former lightweight champion. Still going for that second featherweight title. Who knows? You could eventually see him cut down bantamweight and go for that title as well. He is just always willing and able to fight, isn't he? Yeah. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried that. Although, who knows? Well, it, Brian Ortega is not going to be easy for him to get by. No. But um, before we go to the main card... Is there anyone in the undercard that you want to give a special mention to? Um, well, Mackenzie Dern's making her UFC debut. She's one of the most acclaimed Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners in the entire world. And she's absolutely stunning. Some people say she is the coming of the next Ronda Rousey. Um, also, you have Hector Lombard fighting CB Dalloway. That'll be an interesting fight. And then John Dodson's back fighting Pedro Munoz. That was supposed to happen yeah. on... Texas? No, the UFC Belim card. Oh, That's what it was supposed to be. Oh, in Brazil, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be in Brazil. So that would be an interesting fight as well. John Dodson's always quite entertaining. Yeah. So we'll kick off the card. Uh, in the women's bantamweight, Kat Zingano's taking on Ketlin Vieira. Um, no, I think Kat Zingano's been out for the last three or four years. She's actually had like, an absolute dreadful life. Her husband like recently killed himself and she's had a few injuries. And God bless Kat Zingano. And she's come back to Ketlin yeah. Vieira, who's undefeated. So this one's going to be a very top-notch bantamweight. The winner of this fight could fight next for the UFC title. That's the thing. Like, Katniss Gano obviously has a name for herself. Yeah. So, it's the same sort of Ronda Rousey scenario. You can't just give her a... She also, a, she also has a win over the current UFC bantamweight champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, that's the thing. You know what I mean? You get yeah. one big win, you can't really go down to the... Yeah, but it's also it's also easier to build a fight with Zangano versus Nunes being like, oh, look, she beat her last time. Yeah. yeah well, well, at least for a, a proper main event card, it starts at a high level. Yeah. Uh, so, who are you going for the win in there? I'm going to say Vieira. I just think she's been more active more recently and she's no, no she never lost. And All right, well, I'm not too like aware of who Vieira is so and I know Katz and Gano so I'm going to have to pick Katz and Gano just because I don't like agreeing with you ever. Yeah. Uh, then in the heavyweight division, Stefan Disguise, Graper Struve is taking on Andre Orlovsky. Uh, <laughs> this was originally the co-main event. Yeah. Uh, Struve has been in, I found out, has been in the UFC for 10 years. Yeah, you, you saw him when he was 20. Yeah, yeah, uh, so 20. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. He, he wasn't even he wasn't even fully grown yet. As yeah. in, like he wasn't seven foot when he's yeah, on. He's well, seven foot now. Seven foot now. Um, he looks totally rejuvenated now since he's now training with like uh, sorry, excuse me, who's he training with? Luke Rockhold and Volkan Ozdemir. Yeah, he's fighting out of the Combate Henry Hoof camp. He he looked brand new. He said he had to move, leave Holland to actually like progress in his career. Now he does have a win over the current UFC heavyweight champ. The only man to ever stop him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like it was actually quite good knockout as well. It was yeah, yeah, seven foot. Yeah. I think that this is one of those things where Stefan Struve I don't know if he has or hasn't needs to get a very good boxing coach because he needs to use that lead yeah, the as in like there's no one longer than him and he's, he's way he's, longer than yeah, him he was getting folded like a deck chair for ages like, yeah like Travis Brown has this like Superman punch against him and he, like literally like as you said deck chair yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. He's, Stefan Struve is one of those people who I think you sort of always root for just because he's such a specimen he's yeah. a freak show yeah, but he's taking on Andre Olovsky, who actually has a chin made of glass. See, a lot of people say this. But former, former heavyweight champion. Former heavyweight champion. Defended his belt twice. Uh, I sort of look at him and go, 
you say that, but like, think of us like Travis Brown fight. Think of how big shots he took Travis Brown yeah, fight. Travis, he can get put away. Yeah, but when was the last time Travis Brown actually impressed? When he knocked out Shrewy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just think, I, I look at Arlovsky and I think... Arlovsky's 39 now as well. Yeah, but I look at Arlovsky and I was like, he's actually very skilled. When you're actually watching fighting, his yeah. boxing is actually extraordinarily good. He does sort of have that weakest chin, but you sort of all have to look at going... I don't think Shrewy was the most powerful puncher. Now, I know he did knock out Miocic, but he doesn't have like a string of knockouts to his name. So I think this one's actually going to be quite um, quite good fight. I think it's probably going to be over in the first round. It's probably going to be win by knockout. Someone's going to sleep. Yeah. And who knows who's actually going to do it. Like, I, there's, there's something about Strube, like seeing the way he got folded by Travis Brown and the way Mark Hunt hit that left hook knockout him as well. Yeah, like Strube's chin isn't made of like, it's not made of rock now. Yeah, I, know so, I was trying to look at the two and go, who's going to get the land the big shot first? And I almost think Arlovsky's going to do it. He's trying out of he's trying out of uh, American top team now. I'd say he's not doing a lot of heavy sparring. Uh, Junior DeSantos training out there as well. I feel like in terms of actual heavyweights, Arlovsky's probably got better training partners. No, I'd agree with that, but uh, I don't know. Just from watching the the embedded or the countdown, I thought that's true. Like he looked like he's had putting on way more muscle. And he mm. looks like he's sort of filling out that seven yeah. foot frame. Yeah. So I'm gonna just have to go to Struve. Struve yeah, he said he was. He weighs two hundred eighty pounds now. So like he has a cut to make heavyweight. Is that exactly what he said? I yeah. thought he said two... Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, looked, he put on a lot of muscle. Yeah, yeah, he, he's looking very good. Struve was one of those people who... Like, I actually like both these guys. I'm sort of rooting for both, but I saw Andre Arlovsky get a new mouthpiece and I was like, you're an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how one thing... Remember, like... Remember we thought that uh, Big Country was going to lose because... <laughs> in the countdown he was getting a haircut yeah. and we're like he's not training so he's going to lose and he did lose <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just look at it and go he's got a new mouthpiece and, uh, like, he looks vicious so therefore I just got to go from yeah but uh, okay so the battle okay so you're going Arlovsky I'm going Struve uh, then the next one in the bantamweight division uh, Sean O'Malley's taking on Andre Sukuman Sukuman Thath okay um, Sean O'Malley's after coming off of, like a like a big reputation fighting on Dana White look contender series contender series yeah, yeah, contender series, uh, yeah. one of Snoop Dogg's favourite fighters yeah. as well but uh, smoke weed every day he wasn't that convincing in his last fight he, um, he won the first round yeah. lost the second round but he has great like his, it was almost like a sort of sage door court look yeah, to him yeah but his technique is, is actually yeah. very very good and he has a lot of star power in him as well smokes weed all the time um, he looks very young as well, yeah. though. As in, like, as in, he looks like his body hasn't developed to where he's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, I can see him going from bantamweight into, like, featherweight. Yeah. But, uh, I think this is, like, Sean O'Malley. The coming out party. The coming out party, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it as well. Uh, as far as I'm aware, your man Sukumat. Oh, that's just what I'm going to call him, Sukumat. The, 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 yeah. Stop having a hard name, will you? Call yourself somebody else, Andre, right? Stuttering. Yeah, I think... He actually, from what I've heard, is actually supposed to be quite a decent opponent for O'Malley. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. But look, we're both going to be rooting for Sean O'Malley because yeah. it's nice to when you can sort of see follow someone's career from the start. Yeah, and yeah. look, I'm up for Sean O'Malley. I'm on the hype train. Yeah. Uh, then in the featherweight division, Frank Edgar's taking on Brian Ortega. Uh, originally, Frank Edgar was meant to take on Max Holloway for the featherweight title. This is uh, a big risk, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Brian Ortega is stepping in, I think it was on four weeks' notice. Yeah. So Frank Edgar. Former lightweight, uh, sorry, former lightweight champion taking on Brian Ortega, who's actually undefeated professionally. Yeah, fourteen no. Um, the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. Yeah. In the game. Yeah, I was looking at it, and I don't think Frank Edgar's finished. I think Brian Ortega's brilliant as well. I just think he didn't do himself any favors jumping in four weeks' notice. I know, I know, four weeks isn't that long, but it is long. Yeah. But I think Frank Edgar is sort of like. 
Frank Edgar's not someone you want to jump in and no, lay down a no, spike. No. He's. Uh, and I also don't want to downplay how good no. Ortega is. No, but there's something about Frank Edgar, like his movement, his footwork, his, the way he like changes his levels, the way he puts in the punches, gets in the takedowns. I, I just think Edgar's going to be good enough on the feet that he can keep the fight on the feet for the entire thing, not get taken down. But the only thing about Brian Ortega is for the full 15 minutes of this fight, he's likely to get a finish at any stage. Yeah. Um, I've I've never seen anyone like Brian Ortega. There's some certain people who come into the game of mixed martial arts and they have this this aura about them, and they're different to everyone else. And what I'm gonna say is, you know what they're gonna try and do, and you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like Cyborg. It's a bit like Khabib. Brian Ortega has the same factor. You know exactly what they're gonna try and do to you. Yeah, but you you don't have an answer to it. Um, Brian Ortega once he's grab a hold of any of their limbs or neck. Going to get the choke in. Like, he's choked out Cub Swanson. Black and, belt. like, black belt in jiu He's also knocked out Clay Guida, who's got a very good chin. Who loves, so, a, who loves a, a war. Yeah, who loves a war. So, Brian Ortega is looking very, very dangerous. Um, I do think it's a mistake taking Frank Edgar on short notice. Thing, yeah. Especially if Frank Edgar is training for a five-round fight. His cardio is already insane. And then he yeah. only has to fight three rounds. Yeah, and Frank Edgar has spent more minutes in the octagon. I think it's... Six, six hours. Six, I think it's over nearly six and a half hours. Yeah. The only thing about Frank Yeager is we've seen it in two Gray Maynard fights and I don't, I don't want to go back to the Gray Maynard fight and be like that was UFC 125 that yeah. was a very long time ago but he has been known to be caught early before and if Ortega can maybe stun Edgar and then get into a grappling exchange with him he could get a very dominant position and Ortega's not one of these people who gets a dominant position and doesn't get the finish so I wouldn't be it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if Brian Ortega won, but I expect Frank yeah. Edgar to be too wise. He's seen too many things that he's just going to get. I think he's going to get a decision, to be honest. Yeah, because I can't see Ortega getting knocked out. Um, obviously, if it goes to the ground, Ortega's like mm. better. Yeah. Uh, Frank Edgar, yeah. Mm. Good cardio. I think, as you said, the experience is it's going yeah. to come down to like Frank Edgar, like that experience. You can't. There's no one more experienced than Frank Edgar. No one spent yeah. more time in the octagon than him. And former, former champion in a heavier mm. division. I, I could see him actually doing a few takedowns on Ortega, but then not doing the grappling exchange. Yeah, yeah. As in, like that's the thing. Yeah. That's where the styles. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's the thing we, we love about this. But I just think Frank Edgar is definitely a safer bet. But like Brian Ortega, great story. Like if you're ever looking for another podcast, check his one out with, on the Big Brown Breakdown. Yeah. Very very good. But moving on to the main event of the evening. In the women's featherweight division, Chris Cyborg is taking on Yana Kutnitskoya. Um, thank God they brought out the countdown. Yeah, thank God, yeah. Um, okay. Like, what do you need to say about Chris Cyborg? The scariest woman on the, the planet Earth. I just looked at her two drills with Jason Prillo and I'm just like, they're a match made in heaven, the two yeah. of them. And I just watch her do her drills and... She's so powerful with every single shot. She gets tired. She's still coming forward. She just... She has this, like, hunger inside her. It's as if, like, someone stole her stole her lunch every day as a kid. And she was like, fuck you. And I'm just going to take it back. And she was born to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a better way of putting it. Yeah. She was born to do it. Yeah. She's the most accurately aggressive striker I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and then I don't think we can really lie about this. I mean, like, mm. she's the best ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's undefeated in over, what, t- 15 years, is it? Yeah, she's based it off one MMA fight ever. Yeah, That's and then she's she found Yana Kutniskaya, who wasn't even in the UFC. Uh, she's a training partner with Holly Holm, oh. and Holly Holm just lost to Chris Cyborg. 
even in the even in the countdown, they were sort of like, "Oh, we can give her tips how to be Chris Hoiberg." But I mean, uh, they, they they were sort of saying it for the sake of saying it. Yeah, I think you have to say it. Was it. Almost like, it was almost like it was almost like Holly. Will you say we'll get, you gave yeah. her tips to beat her? Yeah, and like I don't like I don't like overly going against someone, but like Yana Kudnyskaya also lost to Tanya Evinger, who Chris Hoiberg basically sort of like smashed smashed yeah but uh there is a good thing yana is very good looking so i mean like this could this could put her on a bigger stage yeah. and then maybe she could get like a few big sponsors also as well. another benefit is that yana's actually quite good in the feet so therefore hopefully there'll be a bit of stand up involved so therefore she's actually going to stay stand and trade with cyborg but looks for um i'm just going to predict it now Chris Soiberg second round finish. I was going to say second round yeah. as well. I think I think your one seems quite tough, so therefore I think she'll last the first round, and then yeah. second round Soiberg will Soiberg her. So yeah, Soiberg will just be like, here, look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just finish this off. <laughs> Very Chris Soiberg. Um, John you know Chris Soiberg gets like such a hard time as well, just like basically because like people say she looks like a man and all this stuff. But I mean, uh, like she seems like such a nice person as well. Yeah, she seems like a, like. Unbelievable person now, like scary as anything, but mm. like she's after doing this UFC a huge favor here now. Yeah. So uh, I, I think like she she'll probably try and take a li- as little damage as possible, and then eventually fight Amanda Nunes, and who knows what card. Yeah. Well, Amanda Nunes has actually got lined up to fight Raquel Pennington at UFC two twenty four in Brazil. Pennington fought since UFC two hundred five, but uh, that's just sort of that. But yeah, Cyborg for the win and to win handily as yeah. well. Um. In my opinion, I think the card looks a bit like I'll say seven seven point five uh, by name recognition. Put it, uh, answer me this: Is it better than UFC two twenty one or worse than UFC two twenty one? That one you had Blades Hunt and Rockhold versus Romero, which is a better card? Uh, you see, the thing is that was in Australia. Yeah, I think the top two on that are equivalent to this, and I think the rest of this card is slightly better. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to put. If someone asked me 50 euro for one of the two cards, I'd put 50 euro to see this card. Yeah. That's basically the way I'd yeah. describe it. Yeah, well, that, you see, like if Sean O'Malley wins, Brian Ortega wins, then there's two big names, two bigger names in the UFC, and it makes yeah. it more interesting. But uh, just by looking at it, I'll go 7.5 out of 10. What about yourself? I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I think it'll be harsher than you are, but you look. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the card? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, there is Bellator on this weekend as well. Yeah, Bellator uh, on the 2nd of March, which is a Friday. Uh, Darion Cal- Caldwell is taking on Leandro-, Leandro Higo. Leandro Higo for the Bantamweight title in Oklahoma. Yeah, and then Joe Warren is fighting Tamagulo. I don't know how to say his surname. In the co-main event, and that's also the Bantamweight division. So the winner of those fights, it's almost like a semi-finals. The winners of that will fight each other because Tamagulo's actually fought both guys in the main event. I think he wins and lost over both. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who comes there. And then Bellator also announced... London event for Bellator 200. Yeah. Um, Musassi's going to fight um, for the middleweight title against Carvalho and MVP's going to fight Rickles. I'm looking forward to seeing MVP. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it should be good to see MVP back. Yeah. So I think that's sort of all for the mixed martial arts Yeah. segment. I so, think that I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah, I, I like the way we got to stick to one point. Do you think 50 minutes is too long? Should we cut it back to 40? Or do you think it just depends on what the content for the week is? It's just what it was. Yeah. It just was what it was, yeah. So that's all we have time for yeah. today, folks. If you enjoyed it, make sure to jump on to iTunes, give us a rating there. Five stars. We'd uh, really appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah. As always, stay energized. energized.